This is the Only One Shot Golf Podcast. I'm Jim Gallagher, Jr., and we have a return guest. He was back in Season 4, Episode 10. That's back in July of 2021. We don't get many return guests that are still playing and still busy playing, but we do love to have him back on. This young man has really made uh, the 2022 year a very special year. So let's hear from Bryce Lewis. Uh, Bryce, appreciate you spending a little time with us. Absolutely, Jim. Love coming back on and if you keep inviting me back, I'll keep coming. Ah, exactly. You know, you did a good job when I get to invite you back, but you're so busy. You've moved up to, I think, number 30 in the World Am rankings. You've had quite the summer. I'm so proud of you and what you've accomplished. Uh, but let's go back and look back at the summer. Uh, you know, the fall, the spring, se- the spring season ended up, and you go into that fall of that summer season, uh, and you go to Sunny Hannah. And, and actually, I'll tell you a little story. Sunny Hannah is where my dad grew up caddying. He lived about two miles down the the hill there and he grew up caddying there uh and i got to play in it a couple times it's a wonderful event but you got a win there against an incredibly strong field on a tough golf course let's go back and uh what are some of your memories from that week that was a really cool week and it's funny because last year i played so bad at sunny hannah i i was contemplating even coming back really to, to the tournament this year yes and uh i i i didn't like the golf course it's super weird it's super funky mm-hmm but with the schedule and everything, I, and the field is just too good not to play. It was just one of those things that I, you know, just wanted to shy away from. But, you know, I ended up, you know, playing great for three rounds. And the last day was – the last day was different. I don't think I've had – that was probably the biggest tournament. You know, I had a collegiate win at this point, And, you know, I had a seven-shot lead in my collegiate win. But got a four- or five-shot lead in the Sunnyana going in the last round. And it was like – a different kind of nerve for me. And it was something that I, I've still learned from. And I can remember the nerves coming down like the back nine, you know, refreshing the leaderboard and, you know, seeing where everybody's at. It, I struggled. I think I shot like four or five over the last round and was really just kind of playing match play against the guys coming down the stretch. But it was a really, really cool experience. And I, I didn't play great the last round, but learned so much from it. And it's really helped me, going forward you know i when i won in purdue like three weeks ago it i remember the nerves i had coming down sunny Hannah. you know trying to win is trying to win doesn't matter if you're trying to win the the, the masters or the purdue invitational that i won two weeks ago can but, you describe what those you know, nerves what's that feeling like and what you, you you said you learned something tell us what you learned as well yeah it's like you know it was like the fear of failure okay. right like Coming down, coming down Sunny Hannah, I was, I was, you know, like I was just afraid to fail almost. But, you know, everyone fails mm-hmm. and it happens. And I feel like in my mind, I failed the last round of Sunny Hannah. Still won. But in my mind, I feel like I failed from a the mentality standpoint and kind of just learned from it in Purdue. Stayed strong, played great that last round of Purdue. It was, it was playing hard and the golf course is. Golf course is very difficult, but I, it's crazy to me how much I learned in the last round of Sunny Hannah, and you know, not knowing at that point when it was going to affect me. You know, when how how can I learn from this? You know, at the last round of Sunny Hannah, I, I'm not thinking ahead in the future by any means, but it's just it's cool to uh, kind of look back and and realize what that did for me. And man, I if you know if I could go back, I wouldn't have it any other way. I I'm so glad that I that I failed that last round of Sunny Hannah. Obviously glad I still won, 
but you know, win or lose, I'm so glad that I failed because I, I would say I failed that last term. What are you telling sure. yourself uh, when you're struggling like that? Because we all have done it, uh, and, and you're right. You learn everybody the saying: you learn more from losing than you do winning. You did win, uh, but sometimes your emotions get ahead of you. Your mind speeds up. What are you telling yourself to kind of calm yourself down at Sunny Hannah when things are a little bit kind of going in the wrong direction? Yeah, at, coming down the stretch, I I think I was on. I just bogeyed 16 i kind of uh, 16 that uphill part three it's funny had a weird hole um yep. funky green i think i kind of miss hit a seven iron and it came off the green pin was like back left or whatever and it comes from the green i chip it up there like four feet missed it and uh at that point i hit, i think i'd hit like five over or something at that point i had made a birdie i was like oh my gosh but you know at that point i was just like it doesn't really matter like you know, it doesn't matter if I double the next hole. It doesn't matter if I bury the next hole. Like, I have – I remember standing on 17 tee. I was like, I have not mentally, you know, hit my checkpoint today. Like, mm-hmm. I was just out of it. I was nervous. But, you know, it's a new experience. Like, it was new for me to be in that position. I never, you know, won a golf tournament quite that big. The one I won last year in Birmingham was good call, good size college event, but – it wasn't quite like this on Hannah, but like I said, I, I'm so glad that I like failed that day because it taught me so much going into the future. And, you know, I, I kind of looking back at it, I'm like, if I'm going to be nervous playing the Sunny Hannah, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be nervous playing in the Corn Ferry or the PJ Tour or wherever it leaves me. So like, I gotta, I gotta get used to it somehow. So well, really glad that happened. Yeah, and you said it, it helped you at Purdue. Uh, you know, what do you did you relive not relive those memories at Sunny Hannah? Just like, hey, I'm not going to do this again. You telling yourself, hey, this is what I've learned. This is what I'm going to do different because uh, you don't have a lot of time to kind of regroup. Uh, although you have some time in between right. shots, but under the pressure, you kind of kind of stay focused on the task at hand. Is that is that something that really helped you at Purdue? Yeah, yeah, it did for sure. Like, I just kind of uh, – I just remember at Purdue, I just stuck to my – I didn't think about it much at all. I was just kind of just trying to go out there and, like, play. And, like, I had this mentality of, like, I was trying to win by, like – I think I had a five-shot lead at Purdue going into the last day. And Herman Secony, a good player at Purdue, like, definitely their best player. You know, we're playing at their home golf course. Like, you know, I know he's going to bring it. You know, I knew I knew he was going to play good. I was, I was trying to beat the dog out of – like, I was trying to, you know – win by 12 if I could mm-hmm. and the circumstances were pretty hard to, to win by 12 because Herman was playing well and the golf course is pretty hard and I was so steady that day I was I was just like really happy the way I played I think I finished like bogey double but I had a six shot lead on 17 so I didn't really care how I finished but like that whole day was just like a, a middle grind and it was so much better than that last round at Sunny Hannah because I learned from it like I wasn't thinking about winning the tournament at all I was. I really just had this mentality. I was like, I was going out to play my buddies for you know five dollars a hole or whatever. Like we, I was just kind of out there playing that last day, and um, it got pretty close. I think it was two shots on. Herman uh, got within two shots on thirteen, I believe. And well, you know that that was that was Tiger's mentality. I'm gonna beat you by twenty, yeah. and I think that's a great yeah. mentality. In in that when you're in a grind like that. Does that kind of put in that super uber focus mode on you when you're in a tighter ground? Like I said, it got down to two shots. Did that really kind of kick it back in? I got to get focused and, and, and take care of the, like you said, checkpoints or the the shots at hand. Yeah, yeah. 
I did. And and I had like a five or six shot. I think at one point I had a seven or eight. No, I think I had an eight shot lead on nine T or on eight T. And it got down to two because I made a bogey on 11. Herman started making some birdies. And uh, I bogeyed 11 and 12. So Herman started making some birdies, got down to two shots on 13. And um, Are you getting nervous at I that just, point? No, I wasn't. I really wasn't that nervous. I just was like, all day I'd been, I had been playing so different, you know, with a big shot, you know, big shot lead like that. I've been playing a little more conservative, a little not trying to do anything crazy. Um, you know, but once he got within two shots, I was like, it's go, you know, it's go time. Like it's two shots is nothing in golf for me. So I'm like, I'm all scared of this guy. So it's kind of what I was thinking. And uh, I ended up burning 14 and he bogeyed 14. So it got back to like four or five shots. And then from there on, I had to kind of some, easy holes coming up so i was just trying to make bars and stuff but well, that's, um, that's that was a really cool yeah, for me absolutely get your second win knowing against a, a strong field yeah. on a, on their home golf course you finished also back to december 4th at the northeast dam uh, another northern golf course uh, different grasses than you're used to growing up on you finished fifth at the southern round of 32 in the uh, usm what's been the biggest difference in your game some you know maybe from last year last time we talked to you to where you are now yeah, I think physically I've gained a little bit. I gained a little bit of weight. Um, I haven't really necessarily gained a lot of, like, I think, I, I think it's cool for me because I feel like I can grow so much more. Like, my speed is not anything crazy at all. I think my club head speed is, like, 116 or something with a driver. Like, it's, it's not like I'm swinging at 124 by any means. So, really excited that I, I feel like I have a lot of up, you know, a lot of room to get better, but I think the difference between last year and now is just like it kind of clicked that mentally, like I'm a senior and uh, I'm going to turn pro next year. Like it, it's time to it's time to mentally just kind of lock in. Like I, I can't be scared of anybody. You can't be scared of nothing. Like you just got to go do your business and, and handle your business. And I think that's something that Coach Webb and Coach Andrews are so good at is you know, you let you don't get in the way of yourself is kind of what I keep telling myself. And that's kind of what Webb and, and Bo tell us is like, don't get in the way of your talent. Don't get in the way of yourself. Like just, you don't have to do anything crazy. You know, you can go make four birdies, no bogeys. You did that for four rounds. You're going to win the tournament. I don't care where you're playing. So if you birdie every par five and, and don't make a bogey, I know it sounds easy, but in hindsight, it's really not, it, it, it's really not that hard. Right. So if you don't get in the way of yourself, then, you know, you're going to have great success. And I loved all the golf courses this summer. They were like, they fit my game really well. And I just got, got hot and, and, and felt really confident. But I, I think the main thing was I didn't really get in the way of myself and I just kind of let, let myself play golf. And I didn't try to do anything crazy. I didn't try to, you know, hit the super mega flop shot short sided. I didn't try to flag the five irons. You know, it's, it's just, it's the little stuff I think. And I, and I know, you know, this too, um, but it's, you know, not trying to do anything crazy and just kind of letting yourself play golf, and it adds up in the end for sure. You all mentioned uh, you all do a lot of workouts, way more. Well, you all work out, so that was way more than I did. Uh, but Coach <laughs> Greg's done a great job with that. What do you all do in this off season now as far as workouts? Or do you all have some time off to kind of let your bodies heal, or do you go a little bit harder since the season's out? What do you do in this off season to kind of stay sharp, kind of stay in shape? You said – uh, talking about speed and strength and weight and all that stuff. What are y'all doing this time of year? Yeah, uh, it's different this time of year than 
than in the season. In the season, you know, you're injured. You know, we don't want to get injured. We don't want to, you know, you know, mess our backs up from squatting stuff. So we do. We kind of rotate stuff in season. We do a lot of like mobility, like flexibility. We still do some speed and strength, obviously, but it's it's not as much as we do now. Like nowadays, it's or you know, in the off season, we're doing strength. I'm I'm only doing strength stuff. Like I'm just trying to get stronger. Um, a little bit of speed stuff here and there, but um, I you know I I'm the heaviest I've ever been right now, and I'm you know only 174 pounds. So like I'm trying to just get as strong as I can and. uh like see where it takes me what are some of the things you are doing to kind of do that i i i like to back squat a lot and you know doing arm farm core work core work is real i feel like core is really really important in the golf swing just to be able to be so stable uh it's actually something i need to work on a little more um but mainly just weights like just just all some you know bench bench press squat you know arm farms core work hamstring like kind of just trying to hit every part of my body and uh coach greg does a great job of it and my trainer back home in hendersonville jeff holt um when i go back home does a really great job with me too so um you were just trying to get stronger how important is it to have someone that understands golf specific because a lot of times in college i've seen it with a lot of times that you'll get a coach that maybe coaches football and comes in there and doesn't really understand what how the golf swing works. Golfers aren't football players, uh, and then sometimes they can get a little heavy with the weights. Uh, how important is it to have someone that understands golf specifics when you're working out? You mentioned a trainer at home and Coach Greg. Yeah, it's so nice. It's like Greg. Greg has done a phenomenal job of trying to form with us. He's he, he's molding into a, a a golf workout trainer, and. Um, we're super grateful to have them because there's not a lot of trainers that will mold into that, nope. uh, you know, just, just for the golf team. And I'm not trying to, you know, demoralize our golf team by any means, but I mean, you know, when at the university, you got football and basketball and baseball, like you get trainers that are molded into that. You rarely get trainers that are molded into golf. Like, I don't really know. Greg travels with us all the time. I don't see a single golf program that has a trainer travel with us. And he is so like, He's so uh, useful on the road with us, like, you know, getting stretched out after the round, you know, if we need to get worked on after the round or before the round, like he does a great job. And I think that's one of the key successes for us as a program. Like if you look at our rise as a program and, you know, five years since Webb's been here, like a great thing that Webb has done is get Greg involved. And he comes on the road with us probably every other tournament. Um, And he goes out of his way. I know when we were in Atlanta, our last tournament, he drove to Atlanta to stretch us out, drove back to his son's football game in Knoxville, and then <laughs> drove back drove back to Atlanta to stretch us out after. Wow! And it's like he wasn't getting paid. He wasn't getting paid to do that. Like yeah. you know, the university wasn't paying him extra to do that. He just did it because he loves our program. He he wants to see us get better, and he loves helping us out. So we're like super grateful to have him, and he's a huge part of our success. And I can't wait to see. I'm getting old. I I can't wait to see what this program is like in, you know, five years when I come back because there's going to be some great things. I know Greg's going to stick around for sure. So well, it, it's it's changed. Golf is changing quickly, and you're right. In five years, it'll be completely different than what you saw. But you know, you come off that long competitive summer. You you get back to the to Knoxville. Uh, not a lot of time off. I've heard players come back. They're tired from that long summer. There's kind of a not yeah. a letdown, but. Uh, and maybe they need a little bit of a break, but you don't have time to take that break of the grind of the summer. 
you guys are top, I think, top 10 preseason rankings. How do you block out the noise, and how do you kind of get back into going things when you really haven't had any time off? Yeah, it, you know, it, it's hard. I feel, I feel like I've been going for – that's why I wanted to take some time off. I've probably taken three weeks off right now, and uh, it's been it's been really good for me mentally. And the noise, like, yeah, there's some there's some noise, like, in anything you do and outside stuff that you got to try and block out. But the, I just keep telling myself, like, I can only control what I can control. You know, like, I can only just go out there and, and try my hardest and do my best. Like, if and if I'm worried about the noise, I need to get another job. Because yeah. there's going to be yeah. more noise uh, when I turn. You know, there's more noise when you turn pro and when you're playing on the PJ Tour or, you know, playing in the Masters, like, it's only going to get harder. So, you know, if I, if I'm worried about it right now, I need to go get a job right? <laughs> and uh, get a new hobby. Cause uh, there's going to be plenty of noise out there on the golf course. It's hard. Like it's, it's hard. Uh, sometimes you get, you know, freeze it. Like I said, at Sunny Hana, there was like, oh, there was a lot of people out there watching and there's like 200 people out there watching us, which is like, that's the most, that's the most mad people I've ever had watched Moscow play golf. And, uh, yeah, I kept telling myself, you know, it's only going to get harder. That's so true. You just got to get used to it. It's true. You got to get used to it. You know, find a space, find something that you can think about that blocks out anything or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but, you know, the noise is noise. It, it only gets harder. And, and that's what Webb tells us, too. Like, you know, we get it. You're nervous. But, you know, we're all trying to play on the PGA Tour. Yeah. yeah, you're supposed to be nervous. And I know what Tiger, Tiger used to say that, even Tiger got nervous. He said he was nervous all the time. Every single tournament he won, he was nervous. But he like he said he loved being nervous. He got to where mm-hmm. he enjoyed it because you know it meant something to him. So I think that's where you gotta gotta find a happy medium of yeah, I'm nervous, but I enjoy it, and gotta block out some noise. So golf's only hard, hard when you that. care. <laughs> that's it the, is. That's it is. That you is know what I mean? Uh, but yeah. you, you guys graduate three seniors, Tyler Johnson, Hunter Walcott, of course, Spencer Cross, who I have just, I love Spencer Cross. He's, and I know he's one of your good yeah. buddies. Uh, team yeah. finished sixth in the fall. You bring in the freshman sensation, Caleb Surratt. Uh, he comes in and wins his first uh, college event. Uh, what's it been like having him and uh, what's it mean to have a player of his ability and, and what's has he meant to the team so far this fall? Yeah, obviously he's he's a great player and definitely the best player I've ever you know gotten to be around playing golf and his uh, his his ability to do the little things is it's impressive for being 18 years old. You know, I forget he's 18. To be honest with you, he's more mature in his practice and routine than anyone I've ever seen. Definitely more than me. And you know, it's like you know I. I try to learn from it, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard, but he, he does a great job of it. He does the at-home stuff better than anybody, and that's why he's so good. Um, I always say you can only hit a five-iron so good, and then I started uh, watching Caleb hit a five-iron, and I said, uh, well, you can <laughs> hit it like that. He's he's so he's solid, man. He's he's a great player. He's got a bright future ahead of him for sure, and, you know, we're lucky to have him. And, you know, I'd, I'd like for him to stay as long as he can, but, you know, he's – He's he's a great player and hopefully he's got a really he bright future. Yeah, pro golf is yeah, always yeah, going to be out there. Pro golf is always going to yeah, be there. Yeah, whatever whatever he decides to do is he's going to succeed in it. I can guarantee you that he's just uh, he's just too good not to. 
you guys go to the SEC match play events, a medal play, and then you go into match play, and then you play Vandy. Uh, everybody's talking Vandy, one of the best teams in the country. You know, they're, they're tough to beat. You beat them, you win that, uh, and then you go out and win another one. What's the potential for your team after the, this fall you all had? And, and, and once again, I think ranked number seventh golf week, top ten. Uh, what's the potential there for you all as you head into the spring? We have a lot of potential. We've got a lot of guys at home that are really good that haven't really put themselves out there yet. Um, you know, we have a lot of talent back home. We've got guys that are, you know, we got guys that are sitting at home that are really, really good. And I'd like to think that my spot in the lineup is a lock, but it's not. You know, it, it, that's, and that's the great thing about our team is, our lineup changed every week, I think, this fall. Like, we had a different guy in our lineup, like, almost every week in four tournaments. Maybe not every tournament, but we definitely had some different lineups. And we have a great player coming in the spring, too, Josh Hill from uh, – he's English, but he lives in Dubai. And, and I think he made the cut in both of the uh, Dubai tournaments that, you know, like, I forgot what they're called. The the, the ones that Victor Hovland and Morikawa and Rory playing, he made the cut in both of them. Wow. And – uh He's a great player. He, he came over for an official visit last year, uh, or this fall, I believe. And he's a great player. So we're only getting better at that aspect. And, you know, he, it's, and, and it, it makes it even harder because that's another guy, that's another great player sitting at home. You know, even if it's Josh, like, it's just another guy that's sitting at home. And we have so many great players on our team. But it makes it, it, makes it good for everyone. Like, I've gotten better from it just because of the competitive aspect of, you know, I gotta beat. I gotta beat these guys just to go to the tournament. And like, but that's anything you do. Like, that's that's literally Monday cues. You know, or you know, Q school. So, it's good for us, but it it sucks seeing really good players that you're really close with. You know, not be able to go. Um, that's the toughest part. Yeah. That's the toughest part. You're still qualifying. You got your good friends. You may even have to beat your roommate or your friend. That's the hardest part because golf is such an individual sport, but in college it's a team sport, and that team chemistry comes natural. And I think you all have done a great job just spending some time. I only get to spend a little bit of time with you all when we come in for our fundraiser, but just you could see that you all genuinely love each other and and pull for each other. And I think that's why you're successful, and and that's the tough part of of all that qualifying. But you mentioned Purdue and you're playing in different grasses. How much has it helped now that Coach Webb has taken you all over the country, playing these different grasses? How much has that prepared you when you do maybe go to a regional up north or for your, you this summer winning at Sunny Hen and have such great success at Northeast Am? How much has that helped playing those different grasses for someone who grew up in the south? It's different for sure. Like The great thing about our facility is we have all those grasses. We have all the different types of grasses at our facility and like the location works out perfectly because you can grow bent in Knoxville, you can grow Bermuda in Knoxville, um, which I think that's a huge advantage because when we go play in Puerto Rico and Cabo, there is no bent down there, obviously. So, you know, being able to have that Bermuda putting green, you know, two of them, and and having those Bermuda grasses available is huge. Um, definitely different, and our preparation is different going on different grasses, as weird as that sounds, and and I know you know this too, but. No reading grain. I know last year, I think last year before Puerto Rico, we literally had two practices where we just read the grain. Mm. Like we were, we were, we were reading grain and and trying to see. It was before Puerto Rico, I believe, because you know Puerto Rico is so hot and humid that 
drain is huge down there. And, and we went down there and played well. I think we finished second. I think, I think I've actually finished second in the tournament individually. So well, that stuff adds up and it sounds stupid. You know, at, at the time I'm like, well, this is really stupid, <laughs> but, uh, it worked out. Like I played great and our team played great. And, you know, it's just like those, those little things that a player doesn't think of. That's why, that's why we have great coaches. So, um, what, what advice do you have for the, the juniors that might be listening to how you can work on reading grain in Bermuda? Because there's players that would listen to the podcast are from the north, uh, and there's yeah, and then there's players from the south. What? How do you go about reading grain? I mean, I know what I do, but tell us what you did uh, to kind of teach yourself yeah, how to read. I the always, grain. I always look at the hole and yeah. you know check check the burn into the hole. That's that's the easiest thing, especially when it's cloudy. You know, when it's sunny, you can you if it's a shiny part of the green. If the green, if you walk around the whole green when it's sunny, and you know this, like the the green color will change. But you know, it'll get darker if it's into the grain. If you're looking at it and it's dark, you're you're into the grain. But if you come on the other side, it'll start to get lighter because it's down grain. It'll flash off of it. So those are the only two things I really do. I I always look at the hole, um, and depending, on, you know, you got to get a feel for it. On, you know, in your practice round on the putting green and stuff, like how much is it pulling? And that's why it's great having teammates and stuff and coaches. Like, you know, we get to talking about it. Like, you know, how much do we think the grain's pulling this, pulling that? And so it, at the end of the day, it's all up to you really. But looking at the hole is probably the biggest the biggest one for me because if you see the burn in the hole, you know, let's say the burn in of the, of the hole is on the right side, then it's, you know, grain's moving left to right, obviously, because it's, you know, burning out on the hole. So, um, that's the way I like to regrain, but, um, that works. And another, another little trick Pete Dye taught me is you can see it more on the modern courses is look where there's drains off the green. Uh, and that may be yeah. where the green might fall that way. Cause you know, gravity and the way the, the, the way the, the green and the, and the ground goes, that's going to kind of dictate it as much as, as the things you said. Yeah. But yes. Grain is a part of it. They, they do a great job of trying to keep it out, but you know, it does, it is a factor, especially on Bermuda. Uh, and that's some great advice. Uh, you were also named Tennessee Golf Association Player of the Year. What's an award? What did an award like that mean to you? Yeah, that one was actually funny. Um, I was sitting in my room on, I don't even know, it was like a Friday or something, and I get this call from, I don't even have the number saved, and it's Allison uh, from TGA. And I didn't even know I won it. It was really cool. Like, my dad was a, you know, my dad played a lot of amateur stuff, and won our state open one year and I don't even, I don't think he was ever the player of the year. So I had to call him and nudge him on that. For sure. <laughs> of course but, you did. Um, oh, absolutely. First thing I did. Um, but that was cool. And it's one of those things that they were like, what does this mean to you? And, you know, and you, you ask the same thing, but you know, I don't tee, I don't tee up in golf tournaments thinking, Oh, I need to play good in this event so I can be the TJ player of the year. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm just playing. And it's just one of those things that if you do the work, do the right things off the course you're there mentally you don't get in the way of yourself like i talked about earlier those things just kind of add up and uh it was really funny because i had no idea that that was even like a thing i i, I didn't know because i haven't played the tga event in in three years right so i had no idea but it was super cool because i think i was the junior player of the year in 2017 and then i was the men's player of the year so like that was that was cool and i was excited to get that and um the best thing is you get to you get to take it and, and kind of you know tell your dad, hey, I got this, you don't. So <laughs> yeah. I think that's yeah, the best that's part exactly of it all. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
You're one of six. The first pl- thing I did. You're one of the six players got uh, picked to be uh, in the PXG College Golf Showcase. The four guys, I think, two gals played. Uh, I know that's going to be on TV here soon. But uh, what was that experience like? Really cool. That was also a weird experience. I, Braden Garrison, uh, was getting married, and I flew down to Phoenix with him and Hunter and Spencer and Chase, you know, a bunch of our teammates and old teammates, and we flying down to Phoenix and. He calls me and was like, hey, do you want to play in this PXG showcase thing? We just had a guy drop out because he thought he was going to get into the RSM. Lud the Gay Bird dropped out of the showcase because he thought he was going to get into the RSM Classic, which was the same week, so he wanted to prepare for it. Long story short, he doesn't get into it, and I take his place. And I was already in Phoenix, and I think I got to Phoenix on a Thursday, and he said, hey, be here by Sunday. And it, we're going to film it on Tuesday. You can get a practice round. We'll chill out for a couple of days. And I was like, perfect. I'm leaving on Sunday anyway. So I just didn't catch my flight back to Knoxville, stayed for another two days. Webb came down, flew down, and we, we filmed it on Tuesday. And it was such a cool experience, like really, really cool. And um, I was hooping it. I was making everything, <laughs> which was really cool. <laughs> I mean, I was hooping it. I can't wait to, to watch it, but. That was a super cool experience. Did Webb caddy for you? Yeah, he was carrying my bag. Um, and all the coaches were, were carrying it. So we had Reed Davenport from Vandy. So yep. we had Limbaugh was caddying. And uh, Coach Hibble from Oklahoma was caddying for Patrick Welch. And I forgot the Ohio State coach's name. But Max Moldovan was playing. So his coach was on the bag. And two women golfers, Erica Shepard and Rachel Kuhn, uh, both great players, so we had like we had a lot of fun. It was super cool. Jerome Bettis and Erlacher were there. They were playing alongside of y'all. Yeah, yeah. I was on Brian Erlacher's team, and it was me and Patrick Welch and Erica Shepard versus uh, and Brian. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It, it was so fun, and, and I'm already looking forward to to watching it on the 14th. It'll be really cool, and I was super grateful to have that opportunity, not knowing that I even I didn't even know what it was. At first, I was like, you know, what is the PXG? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? That's but cool. that was super cool. You, do, you do know what the Walker Cup is because you're one of the 16 players that are getting invited to play the practice round down in Jupiter. That had to be yeah. kind of a pinch me moment when you got that call, wasn't it? Yes, that was a that was a cool week for me. That was they uh, they called me in Phoenix the day after I got invited to the showcase. So I was just, I mean, I, that was a top top week for me for sure. I mean. I had to be the best week of my life. Like, just getting that call was really, really cool. And obviously, it doesn't mean I'm on the on the team yet, but it it's it's a great recognition, and you know, it gives me a great chance to make it next year. So, um, really excited. And it's even cooler that me and Caleb are going together. Um, I think we're the only me and us and Bandy are the only schools that have two people, or no, North Carolina also. Um, so that's really cool to be able to go down with a teammate and you know somebody you're close with and, and I, I can't wait. I think I'm flying out next Thursday. So where are y'all so gonna play? Be so we're playing Seminole, oh. MacArthur, and and Grove Twenty Three, I believe. So and I'm not really sure the format. Okay. When I grow up, I want to be sure. like you. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just continuing on your path. I'm I'm trying to hit your path. You're doing a good <laughs> job of it. Okay, I've been nice to you so far. And you knew I was going to bring this question up. You were probably waiting to when this was going to come up. Uh, but your man Caleb gets to play in Bermuda. You get to caddy. 
Did you go down there for the free trip, or you, did you honestly think you are going to be able to help him? <laughs> oh, I definitely didn't think I was going to help him, but the poor kid, is he's so cheap. I mean, he definitely he didn't want to pay for a caddy, and he's <laughs> begging, begging somebody to come loot for him. I only have online class, so I didn't have to, you know, I don't have in-person class, so I don't have a, you know, once our was over, I didn't have a schedule. And uh, I was looking to take take some week, you know, some time off anyway, and uh, the kid, I mean, I felt bad leaving the kid alone by himself, traveling. I was like, he probably has no, he's probably going to catch the wrong flight. So I had to come uh, babysit him for a week, and that was fun. We played 71 good holes, and uh <laughs> Do you want to? Uh, we'll, get, we'll let you describe the seventy second oh, hole, but uh, no rangefinders and no range in yardage books. Uh, there was a little bird told me a story that that was the first time you all have probably used a yardage book without a rangefinder. Not picking on you, but that's probably yeah. true. Uh, it was the, the first time I ever did that. So, uh, did you ask some of the caddies and some of, for their advice and practice rounds, or I mean, how did you guys kind of go through that in a practice round? Because you had a pretty cool practice round uh, grouping. Yeah, we played with uh, Lucas Glover uh, in the practice round. Michael Sims, his Webb's friend, and he lives in Bermuda, so we we actually stayed at his parents' house, which was super nice. Like, really thankful for that. Didn't have to pay for a hotel. And um, Lucas, I was kind of chirping with Lucas's caddy on I don't know how stuff worked, but. I really got the, I got the hang of it. When you're in the middle of the fairway, it's easy. Mm-hmm. You just step I just step off if I'm closer or farther, and I just I always did the front number, like the number to the front of the green, because it's easier to add it. I think, you know, if it's 20 paces on, you know, whatever, you just add 20 and your steps. So it's not that hard. But when you get out of position, it's when, it's when it gets hard. Well, the front of the green <laughs> is always a good number, and that brings me to my question. Uh, the fourteenth hole there, our man made a triple par uh, in twelve. Yeah. Uh, I've made a nine without a penalty shot, so I, I felt his pain. Uh, yeah, but yeah. We don't have to kind of relive all the bad shots and things that go on. But in a serious question, when something's happening like that and, and things are speeding up and you're making this big number, I mean, not so much for a caddy, but what could you tell yourself or one of our, any of our listeners when you're about to make this big number? How do you kind of handle that and to kind of slow things down uh you tried not to make that big number well i mean the poor kid i i mean the 12 was about 85 percent my fault <laughs> um i mean he really should have made a six because he hits it in the in the crap left and it's not hazard it's just trees and i didn't want to we didn't want to find it like we just stopped looking for it and uh we go to his provisionals and I'm about 12 yards off, and he's in a divot in the right side of the rough. So we go no flyer, long. So then the next one we club down or club up, we you know, go to an eight iron instead of a seven. Well, actually a flyer, long out of bounds. So then we go to a nine iron, flyer again out of bounds. So I was about 12 yards off, maybe more. So your addition <laughs> was I mean, a little off. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't even hit a bad shot. Like all the shots he hit were like right at it. Like they were, they were perfect. What's he telling, I mean, what's he saying to you at this ball. point is he, he can't fire you cause it's a pretty good walk back and he doesn't want to carry <laughs> his own bag. <laughs> yeah. I, I was making fun of him cause uh, he broke two records for yeah, uh, he did. biggest scoring, biggest scoring differential in PJ tour history. 
because he went 64, 85, 65. Those are two records itself. And I was like, Caleb, if I'd have told you you'd have broken two records for the week started, would you have taken it? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, perfect. You're and, always uh, the optimist. Said, you also, yeah, I said, you also get what you paid for. <laughs> and he's like, what is that? I said, you paid nothing. You paid me nothing to be here. That's true. So take it. That's true. So we're going to have to get him <laughs> on the podcast so he can tell his version. But I, I like your version. I know it's going to be a better version. Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. What his did, version might – he might demoralize me a little more. But Yeah, but you've, sure. you've already said it out there. He'll be the defense attorney, and he'll go on that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So what – seriously, what did you learn your, yourself that week, caddying for all you know the four days, the practice rounds, what, that, that can help you and maybe you turn pro – uh, and maybe even the rest of the, the season and the rest of your college career. Yeah, I was actually glad that I went just to see what it's like, the environment, you know, the guys. And I told, I told me and Caleb were talking about it. I was like, if you, the, all the guys that we played with, if you didn't tell me they're, you know, didn't, if I didn't know their history and they, you know, you threw an Arkansas Razorback bag on them and a, and a shirt, I mean, they look like they're a college golfer, you mm-hmm. know, like, those guys don't hit it as good as Caleb. Well, and I don't think I hit it quite as good as Caleb, but I mean, I'm close. Like, you know, a lot of those guys are just, they just know how to get it around. Like, and they're confident in it. They're all, and I, and, and I think you could attest to it too, but they all think the way that they play golf is 100% the correct way. And they're so confident in it. And, you know, when you talk, I talked to a few guys like Jonathan Bird and, uh, a couple other guys, like John, you know, they're all different, and they all just have this inner confidence that, like, the way they do things is 100 percent the way it's supposed to be done. And I think that's how you have to be, and that's why they've all been successful. That's why Jonathan Bird's been successful, and we got to play with him that third round, which was which was cool. But he's a good dude it, it too. That's, that's what separates the that's what separates the elite player from the elite player, and you're an elite college player. There's just another level to get to, and I, I think that was a great lesson for y'all. Uh, but uh, Coach Webb and Coach Andrews have put together some great teams, and Tennessee men's golf's back on the national map. And as a kid growing up in the state, what's that mean to you? It means a lot. It It's really cool. I never thought I'd be here playing at Tennessee because I wasn't supposed to come here. I was, I was going to Middle Tennessee at first, and then Webb gets the job, and I end up coming with him. And uh, it's funny because I never got recruited to play at Tennessee. Uh, Coach Kelson never recruited me at all. And I was like the second. I think I was the second in my class in the state behind Ryan Hall. So I was like, I don't know why he didn't. He might not have liked me, which is understandable. (laughs) Um, And I always knew that Webb was a good fit for me. So, um, you know, I I liked going. I was content with it. But uh, looking back, it's so nice to play a great schedule. And I didn't know this in high school, like the schedule we play is phenomenal. And, you know, versus the schedule of another college team, it's hard to get up there, you know, put your name out there if you don't play a good schedule, because if you don't play a good college schedule, then it's hard to get into the sunny head and the Northeast and the Southern. And it's just hard. You know, you don't really see guys that play at, at lower end schools, get into these tournaments. That's and, what Jack uh, Nicholas told uh, Barbara. She he goes, "How will I ever know if I'm the best or can be the best if I don't play against the best?" And I think there's yeah, a lot yeah. to be said about that. Yeah, and I didn't know this in high school. I, I didn't, you know, I think about this. I just wanted a good facility and a good coach. You know, and that's that's all. I 
I didn't think about strength of schedule or my, you know, but you got to get yourself out there and the schedule that we play is, is phenomenal. So I'm super grateful to be where I'm at right now. Obviously I wasn't going to be here. I didn't plan being here. And, uh, it's been a crazy, you know, last four or five years, but, uh, I, I wouldn't change it for a while. Well, I'm so they invited cool. me back next year, so wow. I, I, I said, why not? I'll come back for a sixth year. Absolutely, <laughs> or seventh or eighth or whatever it takes. But I'm glad you're there. I'm <laughs> sure glad Coach Webb's there. I'm not sure Coach Webb can deal with you for that many years. but uh, I can't believe it. Uh, you all have done a great job. It's proud to uh, – I love when I'm on the Golf Channel and get to, you know, selfishly – bring up the Vols and give you all a little bit of love, yeah. but y- y'all have earned it. Y'all have earned a lot of great uh, things that have happened. There's a, a bright future for you and the team. Thanks for uh, being on with us and, and spending some time with us again. I love having you on. You make my day and I know this could be a great podcast and, and it's your job now to get your, uh, your partner, Caleb, uh, to answer my text and get him on here in, in a few weeks. He is a, he's a tough one to get to. He's, he's always somewhere. He's always hiding somewhere, hitting golf balls in the corner of the range. So I'll find them and I'll hunt them down and we'll get them on. You know, uh, I can, I can drive to Knoxville and I can, you know, I can stand there and, and do it as well. But, uh, yeah, uh, ser- yes. seriously, thanks for being on. Uh, good luck. Uh, have some fun down there at Seminole and in, in, in your week in Florida. I can't wait to see how y'all play this uh, spring and, uh, uh, go Vols. That's right, Jim. Thank you so much. I enjoyed coming on. And if you invite me back ever again, I'll come back. Count on it. You'll be back. Well, I told you all you would enjoy listening to Bryce Lewis. He makes me laugh. Uh, What a great kid. Uh, Great future ahead of him. He's had an incredible summer. As I mentioned, top 30 uh, amateur rankings uh, going down to play a practice round for the Walker Cup. The future's bright for him in Tennessee golf. Uh, I know I'm an alum, and, and it's supposed to be kind of neutral in that. But uh, so proud of those guys. Coach Webb, Coach Andrews done a great job. It's a good time to be a Tennessee Vol. Uh, football team's making a comeback. Basketball, baseball, all the sports are doing so well. And it's good to see, uh, and, and I know I'm a proud alum. But uh, appreciate Steve Azar for allowing us to use his music. And you can find Steve at steveazar.com. Get your copy of Only One Shot. That's available at Amazon, written by VJ Trollio, the teaching professional at Old Waverly. And you can get a hold of us at onlyoneshotgolf at gmail.com. Until next time, whether it's life or golf, you may have only one shot. Make it count. Make today count. Thank you all.